Well, good morning to you. Hello, this is Danny Smith, DK Ministries, and this is DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word Podcast. We are glad you're tuned in today. Listen, before I go too far with this, let me tell you, if you can get to your copy of God's Word, go ahead and get there. We're going to be in Revelation chapter 3, beginning verse 14, and reading all the way down to verse 22. So if you can find your copy of God's Word, get it, open it to Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 uh, through 22. Now, as you're doing that, let me get some of the other things out of the way that we need to mention every time we get together, and although sometimes I forget. (laughs) So anyway, uh, this is, as I said, DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word podcast, and you can contact us uh, a number of ways. You can contact us on our Facebook pages. We have DK Ministries Facebook page. Uh, we have my own personal Facebook page. You can message us there. Or our favorite way uh, is for you to uh, send us an email, uh, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. And, and just let us know what you think of the podcast. Let us know what's on your mind. Remember, if you're new to the program or haven't listened in a while and for, kind of forgotten, uh, our goal is not to sell you something, but to give you something. We want to give you every day at least one thought. Uh, uh, one thing you can kind of hang your hat on for the day or kind of think about, and that's our goal. And uh, often we, you know, we might look back and say, well, I hope we've done that several times, but our goal is always at least once uh, to give you something when we leave uh, that you can say, okay, yeah, well, I understand that. And a lot of times we'll remind you at the end what it was. Yeah. <laughs> In case you've forgotten, haven't listened, or at least make ourselves feel better that we've accomplished our goal. <laughs> anyway. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 uh, through 22. We have bid for quite a while now, <clears throat> excuse me, that frog on Wednesday mornings when I do these podcasts of God where he just comes and visits me in my throat. And everything, everything was fine until uh, I started this. But anyway, uh, we've been studying the seven churches, uh, the seven letters to the seven churches that Jesus uh, gave us. And uh, we've been not looking for every uh, theological uh, question and answer and, and trying to find every hidden doctrine and all the stuff that people look for in these letters or in that book. That's not our goal. It's just simply not what we're doing. We have been looking uh, for some truths and some things, some lessons that we could learn uh, from these letters and apply them uh, to our churches. And, and so we've done that. In fact, uh, we have uh, in the first six letters, we found eight lessons. And uh, really, uh, and it was really the first three chapters, to be honest with you, because we did the introduction. And uh, and so we read uh, chapter one, but we've been studying the letters. That was really our focus and goal. And, and we end today. Now, uh, let me give you the, go ahead and give you the final truth, the final lesson, the final thing <coughs> that uh, really stuck out in my mind. And, and it's about spiritual fire. We want to be a church. I would, I would think that every church would want to be the kind of church that exhibits spiritual fire, a reality to it. You know, uh, this is the, the time of year for vacation Bible school and youth camps and children's camps and all these other things. And, and uh, groups come back with, with fire. And uh, it, it, it's a blessing. Uh, I talked to my friend, Brother Eric, yesterday. And, and what a great guy. Great ministry there at Spring Creek Baptist Church where we were fortunate enough uh, to be his pastor for 28 years. And um, man, what a blessing he and his family are to that church and, and to my family as well. But I was talking to him yesterday. They'd come to youth camp in, in, in Talladega, uh, Alabama. Uh, go tail camp was somewhere that we'd gone together for years in Tacoa, Georgia. Ooh, one day we're going to talk about uh, seeing God move in, in Tacoa, Georgia at the at the uh, auditorium there. I've never been in an auditorium 
Uh, I've been in a lot of auditoriums, but I've never been in one like that, although they've sold it now, but me and God's presence often fill that place. But anyway, getting distracted. Uh, Brother Eric and I were talking about uh, their youth camp experience and uh, everything that happened there and, and the fire that many of the young people come back with uh, this year and talked about, you know, Bible school. And I've seen many pictures in Bible school and, and kids and, and, and leaders are so excited about what God is doing there and, and there are other, uh, just many other churches and things that I've done. Uh, uh, one of the young men group in our church now leading another church in our area. Youth-wise, their, their group, Austin's group, come back from camp. Our own son, who's now the youth pastor at Woodland Park Baptist Church in, in Hammond, Louisiana, <laughs> he started one Sunday, and then the next Sunday was the Sunday uh, before youth camp, and they left Monday morning, and, and so they're there, uh, great group, and, and it's having fun, and I hope they can pray and they come back on fire too, but what we want in our churches is that same kind of spiritual fire, not, <clears throat> not a heavy emotionalism and and all that that gets, you know, uh, kind of distracting and, and all those other things. But we want a real spiritual fervor uh, that, you know, the, the world can't take away because the world doesn't give it. But not many of our churches have that. I don't know what the percentage would be. Not enough of our churches have it, I should say. And uh, But that's what we should want in our churches, what we should pray for. Well, Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 through 22 reminds us that um, although you can have every opportunity in the world, although you can be in a in a great place, and although you quote unquote can be seeing some, you know, some impressive things, that doesn't mean you have that spiritual fervor and fire. And in fact, uh, the Church of Laodicea didn't have that, and that's one of the things that uh, Jesus is addressing. And so, Revelation chapter three, verse fourteen, we'll pick up, and the angel of the Church of Laodicea is right. These things says the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation. I know your works, that you are either cold or hot. I could wish uh, you were cold or hot. Now, uh, Jesus identifies himself and then uh, goes back into the lukewarm nature of the church. <clears throat> there was, in Laodicea, uh, two cities, Colossae and Hierapolis, that um, one had hot water, one had cold water, and... Uh, and so the imagery is you could take the hot water from here and the cold water from there, but by the time they got to lay out to sea, it would be lukewarm. People don't really drink lukewarm drinks. I know a few people that once in a while do, but that they're, they're the minority. And even they would rather have them, you know, hot or cold, depending on what the, what the, what the drink is. Well, you're lukewarm is what Jesus say. And, and in fact, he just says it very plainly uh, in verse 16. So then, because you're lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I'll... I'll vomit you out of my mouth. There are other translations that say spew and, and you know, kind of make it a little more palatable, I guess, to our uh, <laughs> to our sensitivities. But uh, I want you to get the feeling of what he said. He's not happy with that. And and, and then look what happens. Because you say, in other words, they say one thing and, and, and the reality was another. Because you say, I'm rich and have become wealthy and have needed nothing. They were in a very rich area. Uh, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Now, they were saying they were rich and all these things, but then look what Jesus says. I counsel you to buy for be gold refined in fire that you may be rich in white garments, uh, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. Now, Laodicea <clears throat> was famous for this eye salve that they had. So Jesus took what the, the places familiar with what people knew 
and and try to draw some spiritual lessons. Let me I say use the word try there. Jesus did exactly what he wanted to do. He's not like most of us. <laughs> we, we preach a sermon and we go, oh no, that's not what I meant to do. Oh no, I didn't quite meant to say it that way. <sighs> that's not what I hope happened. And Jesus said what he said, meant what he meant, and uh, he got it through. But anyway. <clears throat> So then Jesus got a little information for him. Verse 19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. I therefore be zealous and repent. Uh, I correct those who are wrong. This is what Jesus is saying. Yeah, but he says, behold, I stand at the door and die. If you don't hear my voice, it opens the door. I will come to him and die with him and he with me. One of the most quoted verses in the Bible, often used to, um, to share our faith. And it is a good verse to share your faith, but its original application, its main application, is is to believers who need to wake up a little bit and develop that fire again. Uh, if anyone hears my voice, opens the door, this is, you know, picking back up at verse 20. <clears throat> I will come to him and die with him and he with me. Uh, to him who overcomes, I'll grant this, it would be on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says uh, to the churches. There's so many things. Uh, being said here and that that I'm not going to be able to say them all and you know uh, our goal is to be about 20 minutes as I, as I've told you many times if you've listened uh, if you first time listener thank you for that I hope you continue to listen uh, let you know that as I said we're not going to try to tell you something we want to give you something and that's a thought for the day and we usually try to be in that 18 to 20 minute mark because our friend Cindy uh, taught us that you know a lot of people have about a 20 minute ride to work something like that an 18 to 20 minute podcast kind of fits in that drive and they can hear it now we very seldom in all honesty make that goal but that is <laughs> that is our goal well, Jesus wanted to, you know, to, to put a spark, to light a fire in this church. And I got to thinking about that this week. And I thought, oh, man, um, what are some things that we can do that, that help us understand the need for this fire? And, and then uh, I found a song, heard a song. I'd heard it before, but I, I listened to it, you know, this week for the very first time. In fact, I mentioned my friend, Brother Eric, earlier. I called him to get the title of the song. He is like a walking encyclopedia the praise music, and uh, and I told him what I'd heard, and he said, uh, "Start right here, start right now." That's that's the name of the song, and so uh, great song. And then another song that I heard, "Living in Light, Laodicea," uh, and then there's a, a scripture passage. I asked God to give me a passage, and and it's First Peter uh, four seventeen through nineteen. Now we're not gonna read that; we have time. But it, it, it it talks about what you know. To, if we're gonna see great things in the world, it, the, you know, there's gonna have to begin a time of correction in the house of God. Well. There are so many things I want to talk about, but I, I want to just identify some problems. There's you know, several things that Laodicea had wrong. And, uh, three or four, uh, really there's four identified Sunday morning at Taylor Creek Baptist Church where I'm, where I'm the pastor. But uh, I don't know that we'll have time to do all of them. But uh, I want to just you know, cite a few problems that they had that kept them uh, you know, from having the fire they should have had. Number one, they lost their fire. You're not going to have you're not going to have the fire, vigor, and energy if you've lost it. Uh, there are three temperatures in the Christian life: uh, burning hard on fire for God. That's what we want. That's what we should be in our churches. Unfortunately, not many people are. In fact, to be honest with you, in too many churches, if you find a person is on fire, excited about what God is doing, uh, people kind of frown on that, look down on that, or whatever. Uh, but we want to be on fire. Have that burning heart for God. Uh, there's a cold heart. Yeah, that's kind of. Uh, a lot of people have that in today's world. A lot of people have that in the force of today's churches. You go to churches and they're just cold. Uh, that happens a lot of churches. And a lukewarm heart. And uh, that's probably the more prevalent one. People just kind of indifferent, lukewarm. Ah, uh, you know, 
uh, what's the word, laissez-faire, I think is the word I learned years ago. And I'm not, if you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. It's not important. Uh, anyway, they'd lost their fire, lost their vigor. And uh, so Jesus is addressing it. He wants them to warm up. In fact, he really tells them something incredible uh, that I would rather you be cold than lukewarm. I, I, my preference is for you to be hot, but I'd rather you be cold and warm. And I guess it's so much easier to identify if you're you're cold. And and so he's just kind of remember there. I told her church at Taylor Creek Sunday that um, Adrian Dupree, a guy that I've been privileged to hear a number of times in a number of places, actually, a lot of times at youth camp. And uh, if you ever get a chance to hear Adrian or get a chance to see his sermon, The Four Chairs, I think it's on YouTube. Uh, you can look it up. I believe that's where it is. Uh, there are CD versions of it. Uh, we had some, uh, gotten some of those. But anyway, uh, Adrian Dupree uh, preaches about people who don't have fire. And that's really what it what it means to. <coughs> and from that, he really makes the point that there are kind of four positions that people sit in. Uh, and, and, and the first one is just, you know, really lost, way out there, way lost. And uh, obviously lost, clearly lost. And then there is this position of uh lost but you know sometimes you don't know okay uh, sometimes you you think well maybe they do know the lord and all this other stuff it, it's kind of unclear it's kind of certain uh, the reason that these kind of people uh kind of go on the radar if you will is because you know until something happens you can kind of uh, skim along, and uh, I think recently the, the the Supreme Court decision about Roe versus Wade. I'm not going to get into big. That's not what this is for. But one of the things that's come to light: there's a lot of people who have written Facebook posts and and and, and written things elsewhere. Uh, you know how upset they were about that, and how you know in, in taking this side of of all the you know kind of taking the other side of you know all these other things, and, and just completely overlooking uh, the fact that those are babies, and 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 so. You have in that third chair, today uh, Dupree's discussion, uh, you have those who uh, lost, and you you know it comes evident that they are lost because of their uh, positions and things like that. You know where they, you know, want to do things that are you know favorable to them or or help you know you know or their friend took part in whatever it is. Well then, and we need to move on. And then the second chair of that Adrian Dupree is more or less lukewarm. And one of the points that uh, Adrian makes in, in his sermon, and I'm not going to preach the sermon to you. I, I, first off, I could do it like he does. And secondly, when you go here, you say, well, you missed this, you missed that. But one of the points he makes is that person in that second chair, that lukewarm chair, uh, sometimes it's just hard to tell them from the, from, the, uh, from the third chair, which is absolutely lost. And, and then they kind of blend in and look together. And, and, and this is going to be my definition and, and my explanation, not his. Uh, they sometimes diminish the effectiveness of the testimony of those who are on fire uh, because they go to the same church and people see the the, the lukewarm person who's not on fire and then, and then you know, it kind of balances out. It's, it's like John Maxwell says, um, for every negative thing you hear, it takes 10 positive things to overcome it. And so for every lukewarm Christian we run into, uh, I think it would almost, you'd have to run into 10 Christians who are really on fire uh, to really make an impact. And you and I both know that that's hard to do. So anyway, uh, as I said, Adrian Dupree preaches on that. Look up that sermon, Four Chairs. <clears throat> but the context of, of Adrian's sermon has to do with this reality that too many of us are lukewarm or cold, indifferent, whatever it is. 
And we need to address that. And we need to become people on fire for God, people on fire for the Lord. Uh, the lukewarm Christian, by the way, uh, the Christian that, uh, that Jesus is talking to, they're comfortable in where they are. Uh, when you start talking to them and challenging them, they make, oh, they won't do that. Uh, they're complacent, they're compromised, and they're unaware of the damage they do uh, uh, to, the, to the work of Christ. And so you have that, that reality of people who have lost their fire, lost their vigor, if you will. There's another thing that has happened here. The people at Laodicea, and it's happened to a lot of people at church, they've lost their values. You don't know what they believe, why they believe it, and all these things. Uh, one of the things, once again, taking, you know, ripping from the headlines of today's news, if you will. Take an example. Uh, there are many politicians who have uh, gone to church, talked about their faith, talked about all these things, but, but because of what's happened recently with this uh, Supreme Court uh, decision, it's become clear that you know, they don't have any real spiritual values, and, and you can kind of see it. Well, many churches have lost their value. Many Christians have lost their values. They're, they're standing for things they shouldn't stand for. They're doing things they shouldn't do. Uh, that's just the way it goes. And, and so you've lost their, their vigor, their fire. They've lost their values. Uh, the third thing, they lost their vision of, of what can be done. Now, the, one of my favorite uh, passages of Scripture, uh, without vision, people perish. And, and, and a lot of churches are perishing and languishing today because they don't have a fire, don't have a vision. Uh, one of the things that's happened coming out of COVID, <coughs> excuse me again, I'm so sorry. One of the things that's happened coming out of COVID is that many churches have, uh, well, they've closed. Uh, you know, it's a pretty big number. I've read some numbers, but it doesn't show up quite as big because the number's huge when you look across the nation, maybe not so big when you look in various communities. But number, a large number of churches have lost, have closed their doors uh, because of what's happened during COVID. Uh, in, in part of the problem during COVID, uh, they lost their vision of how to stay focused and how to stay grounded and how to stay you know, on fire and how to stay you know, moving forward. Uh, and there are a lot of, listen, a lot of reasons that happened, a lot of reasons that took place. And, and the world, of course, was moving in churches to, to do that, to close. Uh, well, that's what's happened. A lot of them, they become lukewarm and eventually cold. And, and the final thing about the, the Church of Laodicea, it happened to many of us. They've lost their uh, the vestiture. The, the word uh, that I saw somebody use when talking about this are their clothing or their covering. Uh, instead of being covering with the righteousness of God, uh, they've covered themselves with the filth of the world. Uh, that would be the best way to understand it. Uh, I don't know. There's so many things that we could say here, but here's what I'm going to tell you. If you're lukewarm, if you're cold, if you're indifferent, if you don't care, you know, and there's so many ways, uh, yeah, and people say, well, I go to church. It's not your church attendance, but how do you go? Do you go like the psalmist said? I was glad they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord, or, oh, I got to go. Fred Luter uh, preached a great sermon one time in a service I was in about the difference between got to and get to. And I, he's probably preached it before, and you may be able to find that on YouTube as well. Uh, I would recommend you listen to Fred Luter. Yeah, two preachers, uh, Fred Luter and Andrew, Adrian Dupree, great Great men of God who, who preach, you know, who preach God's word and uh, have preached sermons that have blessed my heart. But anyway, uh, Brother Fred, when he preached at church about get to and God to, he just made the point. Uh, part of the problem with the church today is there's too many people who sit in the pews that got to go to church instead of get to go. And and man, Brother Fred made the point. Man, I get to go to church. You know, we it's such a uh, such a blessing, such an opportunity. Well, the people I see, I got to do this, got to do that. 
uh, maybe maybe people in your church got to got to got to maybe yourself oh i gotta get up i gotta you know what you need to change from you got to to get to and 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 that will help you uh, feel the blessing of of the lord help you uh, help you get to where you need to go i, I want you to read that that passage on this this church here this lukewarm indifferent church and and I want you to think about our nation today. And I want you to think about uh, our, our church today, our churches today, the things that you hear, the things that you see, and, and maybe in your own church. I mean, I'm not saying uh, your church is lukewarm. I'm not saying your church is cold. I don't know. You'll have to say that. I'll say this. I, I think our church has a, has a spiritual temperature that's, that's, that's pretty good, but also it could be warmer. <laughs> and I think every church uh, would admit that, and I would love to see it warmer. And um, you know, hopefully, we, you know, we're praying a real, a real fire comes. And and I, you know, and I, and I feel real good about our church, quote unquote, as a pastor, a Christian, had been there that long. Uh, they've had great leadership and, and and good guys who who led it for a while. But you can always turn up a notch, okay? Uh, there's some things that I just want you to know. Uh, that Jesus said, lay out a sea in closing. He reminded them that um, as many as he loves, he rebukes and chastens. There's a correction that comes from God. Uh, you know, we often use the word conviction. You know, when we become convicted of certain things, and many of us have felt conviction, <clears throat> but we haven't made the real change we need to make. We need to make that change. If God's been convicting you, and if God's been challenging you, and God's been, you know, on to you about something, well, that's the way he works. He does you know, rebuke those he loves and, 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 and wants them to get, you know, to, to get back with the program. <clears throat> and then he, he wants us to repent and, and to do it with a fervor, be zealous and repent. That's what he says in Revelation chapter 3, uh, verse 19. And, and he wants us to repent of our sin and repent of our, our lukewarmness and our coldness. You say, well, is that a sin? I would think so. I would think, I would think so. I'm not a, you know, I, 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 don't know, I don't know how many people would list it, you know, right away as a sin. But I'm going to tell you, if you're lukewarm to the things of God or cold to the things of God, it's definitely going to lead you in a sinful life. And it's definitely going to cause you to do some sinful things. Um, you know, stop giving, stop going, uh, stop sharing, all kinds of things. Um, and, and then finally, and you know, we need to wrap this up. <coughs> We've once again gone over time. He gives them an invitation to, you know, to listen. I stand at the door and knock and just open the door. I, you know, <clears throat> every day, every every time we're together, I've told you this already a couple of times, and I'll tell you one more time. Our goal is to give you something to think about. And, and today I want you to think about your life as I think about mine. Are you cold and different? Are you lukewarm to the things of God? If so, then listen to this letter. Read it again. And remember, he wants to turn on the switch. He wants to turn on the heat. He wants a spiritual fervor in your life and my life. And I hope that you allow him to do that. Well, listen, <clears throat> I'm glad you've tuned in. Thank you so much. We appreciate those who listen to our podcast. Uh, there's so many things in this letter. Read it, listen, uh, learn from it. Uh, there are so many great things. And I know that uh, people who are, are are chasing theological rabbits can say a lot of things that I didn't say today. Not our purpose, not our goal here. Our goal was to remind us that we need to have a spiritual fervor a spiritual warmth in our life. And if we don't have it, we need to do what we can or what we need to do to get it back. Repent. Come back let God cleanse us. <clears throat> and then open up and uh, open ourselves up to His power and His presence. God can do great things in a church. He can, no matter where that church is. <clears throat> even through 
one dedicated individual. Maybe you need to be that one person. Too many of us say, uh, you know, our church is, and then we'll give the negative talk about the church. It, it, the truth is, your church could be, my church could be, one on fire person away from experience a real revival, a renewal, refreshing. I pray that you and I will become that one person that leads our church to that great, great spiritual fervor that only changes the church, but the community, and yes, the world. God bless you. I'm glad you tuned in. Thank you for that. Uh, you can contact us, dspreacherman at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Uh, let us know your thoughts. So you, you know, hey, Brother Danny, you should have said this. And boy, that was a worst podcast. Whatever it is, just let us know. <laughs> we we like to hear from you. Tell your friends if you enjoy the podcast and ask them to listen. We drop a new podcast every Wednesday or try to every Wednesday. Uh, if you didn't like it, don't tell them. <laughs> tell us, let us know. God bless you guys. Listen, I hope you have a great day, a great week, and we will see you next week. This has been DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word Podcast. Don't be cold. Don't be lukewarm. Let's fire it up and be on fire for God. God bless you. We will talk to you next week. Remember, DSPreacherMan, gmail.com, all lowercase. God bless.